You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Here we are. Uh, a review that I've been waiting for for a long time. We are talking about my favorite film of all time, Titanic, continuing our year of love retrospective. Eric, how the hell are you doing? Super excited to talk about Titanic. This is your favorite movie. We've been wanting to talk about this for a while. I know that Sarah, who's joining us now, has been eager to watch this movie for months. And now we both get a special treat, I guess, don't we, Sarah? I am so excited that we get this sort of couples episode with Gina joining us tonight as well. Yay. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, uh, Typical Gina. Thanks. Yes. We yeah. thought of your guys' offer to do a live watch through, um, but we had to instead do the now old person method of breaking it out into half hour sequences or hour sequences excuse me 45 minutes <laughs> the movie is three hours and 15 minutes long yes. we were definitely not going to find enough time in our day to watch the whole thing all at once oh yeah uh, same thing uh but it was kind of three funny days. though because uh gina gina hasn't seen the batman yet and uh, and uh, that's an HBO Max. So we did both movies since they're both the same runtime of three hours. We did both movies for three days: one hour Batman, one hour Titanic, <laughs> back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> Took us three days to watch both movies. Yes. So the emotions are definitely up and down with this review, right? Because you got dark and gloomy Batman, and then you get happy romantic rom com thriller Titanic. Hold on, time out. Gina, is is this you? Your influence that because not only did we hear about just this. Now, this gauntlet, but it was brought up that, correct me if I'm wrong, was it you or Jordan that brought up all three Fifty Shades movie? Like, was that, I mean, was that a run-through? Go ahead. I mean, like, for us to watch or for to review or just... Just like in reference to uh, how you guys are watching it, just in bulk, <laughs> in, in binge here, just you're making a day of it. Is uh, It seems daunting to... It, well, if it's an all day for like Lord of the Rings, I can see oh. that. But all day for Fifty Shades or uh, or two three hour movies. Um. So basically, you know, Jordan likes the Batman. Sorry, honey, not to review any spoilers or anything. We'll review but, it, sweetie. You're good. Uh, yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. Um. But so. I wasn't a hundred percent sold on the Batman. Um, so it was like, okay, you watch a little bit of it. Tell me if you like it. And I was like, okay, yeah. So we check it out and he's like, Hey, we just need to watch Titanic. And I'm like, okay. He's like, let's just split it up. And it just kind of happened that way. 50 shades, honey. I don't remind me. Did we split 50 shades up like that? Or uh, he's referring to our review in February where you and I um, watched the first movie. And then the next night we're like, we got to watch the second one. Well, the second yeah. one's so much better. Right, yeah. <laughs> it, it, just, it just continued down that road. So, gotcha. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. No, so so Eric really, um, Riley goes to bed, 8 o'clock, and, and then we have like two hours before bedtime. So it's just kind of like, let's crank it out. Let's, yeah, cram know, it all in. Cram, in yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, give a Master Chef a rest kind well, of thing. That's <laughs> good. That's better to hear. I would thought that it was just uh, I don't know some sort of some masochism where you would just want to sit down and just do that to yourself. <laughs> well, it's just it's just because we don't have time, and then mm -hmm. and like it's it's. I mean, she's working, I'm working. We're busy. We're parents. You know, I mean, like all this stuff is going on. So it's like, oh, God, we got like two, two and a half hours tops. If we're pushing it, 1030 is pushing it for us. So it's like we got to get this stuff done. And it's like yeah. but you got to see Batman because the Batman's awesome. And Gina said, and I will put words in your mouth, sweetie, that the Batman is the second greatest Batman film no. of all time. No, third. Yes, you but did. You're close. No. Was, uh, hey, hold on. We're, we're doing Titanic first off. Get, get back onto, onto the track here. <laughs> Titanic. Titanic. Right. Titanic. Yes, Titanic, a movie that I love so much, was nominated and won 11 Oscars, my favorite film of all time, and I also argue it's the best film of all time still to this day. Nobody agrees with me. Everybody says I'm crazy. Well, do you want to give your case, or does anyone want to add on to that? I can see your point. Uh, like you've, I think, said before, you know, it's a little bit of everything. It's action, adventure, love, uh, I would then compare, if we're looking for a movie that has all the things, The Princess Bride then would be the Classic. best movie of all time. Mm -hmm. Classic. It's, it's an epic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It has all the same things. It's just half the time. And it's also directed <laughs> by James Cameron, who is better than whoever the director was of Princess Bride. So, well, weird. It, it does have also <laughs> an, an advantage that um, the story... That it is, although fictional, uh, based around is is historical. Sure. It it has <laughs> happened, and so uh, when you watch it, uh, you get that effect of realism. That wow, this did happen. Uh -huh. <laughs> Whereas you watch Princess Bride, and as much as we all hope and wish that it did truly happen, uh, I don't think there is. There, there might be an actual Prince Humperdinck somewhere in the world. I do not think that there are um, any of those, uh, you know, what are R-O-U-S's. <laughs> yes, exactly. There might be some, some of those in there, but he, yeah. Gina, do you share my love for Titanic since you just watched it with me these past three days? Um, it's, it's not my favorite movie, honey, but... You know, I think you kind of knew that already. Um, it's it's a it's a I consider it to be a film, like kind of what Eric said. The historic element to it just it, it feels more relatable, just because you know these people went through it and they tie in actual you know Here's historical for, evidence. For everybody. It's just yeah, uh, and we'll start with you, Gina. Before watching this how what were you feeling did you have any sort of were you excited to watch this movie was it a chore to watch it so okay when titanic first came out i was 11 and a nickelodeon to an 11 year old was cartoons yes so <laughs> uh-huh it, it just takes you right back there but then uh leo um just just Leo, you know, he started off in growing pains and then he just grew into this incredible actor who will promise to be with you and sacrifice his life by not getting on the door. You know, I mean, he's that guy. Yeah. And then he, his like career and it's just incredible. So I totally am 
bambling, but because I can't remember what you asked, but yeah, um, Titanic. Yeah, we were all staring at his acting talents, weren't we? Yes. I I think Gina, you and I were maybe kind of in the same boat of like we were eleven. Uh, I remember watching him in Growing Pains yes. and not making connect the connection that those were reruns, mm-hmm. and that when somebody said you know Leonardo DiCaprio is in this Titanic movie, and I was like he's so young, and then I get there and he's you know almost ten years older it was a bit of a, a shock um, for my young brain. Um, but then to come back to it you know, however many years later, um, yeah, it was, it was, I don't know. I feel like I was, um, bugging Eric to watch it this weekend. Like, yeah, come on. We gotta, we gotta go watch Titanic. Do you want to watch Titanic right now? Come on. Um, so I, I wasn't like super geeked of like, it's going to be the best movie ever, but it's, it's sort of this nostalgic kind of, it's, of it's definitely one you like, you've seen a few times, mm-hmm. um, but it's not something you go to if you want to watch a movie, I feel like. Right. And I think the length of it really turns people off on that mm-hmm. because you can just go um, to the first part of it and get the history, the romance of it, you know, the getting to know the characters and that story. And the, or if you were in a history mood, yeah, let's watch this great fall of this huge ship, you know. <laughs> so it's definitely, like, depending on your mood, you can watch two separate movies in this one mm-hmm. feature film, so. Jordan, what did you think of, of before watching it? Were you excited? Yeah, no, I was. And I'm not going to share the story we all know for the show, I promise. Um, you can go back to any dad... one of our other episodes and listen to that story <laughs> over yeah, and I'm over again. I'm not going to do that. I, I won't do it. I won't do it. But, uh, but I was excited about Titanic because this was the age where, like, movies were becoming a thing. I remember, uh, what, in 1993 when Jurassic Park came out, like, that was like a spectacle, right? Like, this big, huge thing. Dinosaurs, they look real, right? So, having Titanic and if, eat, uh, what, E.T. every night at 7 o'clock after the news. My mom will watch it. They will always be on the set, you know, of making Titanic, this movie that is so over budget that's a year behind. Um, so, I had to see this movie. Leo wasn't a thing for me. Kate Winslet wasn't a thing for me. Uh, this was just, like, this was, like... How to say it? Um, the big, Bill big Paxton. movie of the summer. Bill <laughs> Paxton and his blonde hair. No, it and was his earring. And the earring. The Who earring. doesn't love his earring? <laughs> oh my god. Jean even said she goes, Jordan. That's 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 that's. I said Bill Paxton. She goes, No, wow, that's Bill Paxton. Um, I was like, Yeah, I'm like him and James Cameron are friends. Terminator. Uh, no, so I was really excited to see it. My dad took me to see this, and he says to me as an adult. The only reason why he take, took me to see this in 1997 when I was 10 was because he thought I can get a history lesson. That was literally his thought. And since 1997, I have been hooked. I have had Titanic books when I was a kid. Um, I had tried to build a Titanic Lego, failed within the first 30 minutes. Um, I don't agree with anything that you guys were saying about the length. This movie could go three hours longer. I mean, like this movie, it does not have a dull moment for me. Uh, this movie's really cool. <clears throat> well, hold Honey. on. Well, hold on. Before, we, before we get there, hold on, because we got a lot more to go here. Let me <laughs> ask do. everybody around the table again, when was the last time that you remember watching Titanic? Because we had that question on the couch, and it was a, it was a good thing. Last year. Last year for the anniversary. <laughs> last April. Well, that didn't take long. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I think it was high school, maybe early college. What? Um, I but had Gina to agree. said it's not something that yeah. I seek out. Um, 
because of the runtime, you know, I'm not going to sit and commit th- almost three and a half hours to watching this movie um, when I can put two movies in that I get at the same amount. Um, if it's on, I'll probably watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not something that I'm like, man, I'm really feeling like Titanic today. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is a, one of those movies, again, very much where if it's on almost at any part in regular TV or waiting rooms across the world, you're going to be interested. You're going to watch. You're going to watch either with, with a one eye mild interest or full on. I think I was the same way where I, the last time I'd watched it was maybe high school, early college. I watching it again with an older perspective. It really, I got to see more of like the Titanic part and less of the romance part. I seemed to focus that mm-hmm. on that a lot more when I was younger for some reason. And seeing a bit more of the tragedy part of it, I I really was more like immersed into it. I, I really focused a lot more into that, and I was interested. I I was happy I rewatched it. Oh. Gina, what about you? Gina, what's the last time you saw this? Um, with you, honey. Yep, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, there you go. Answer just, that question. <laughs> hey guys, is this a thing in this household? Like, you know, today we're recording on April 25th, and tomorrow's April 26th. So tomorrow it's going to be all Alien. Tomorrow's Alien Day. Gina's going to subject to watch one of those. I mean, that's just how it is in this household. Mm-hmm. Got, got him. No, never. She's a That's what you got to do. Sarah, who was the actor that uh, read uh, the script with um, Kate Winslet and then James Cameron said, no, I really want Leo. Who was the actor that was going to be casted? I don't know. The original Sarah, Jack you want to take a step? Yep, the original. Who was going to take Leo's spot before they casted Leo? Uh, Sarah says she doesn't know. Is it Rob Lowe? Okay. Uh, what about you, Eric? Um, oh, uh, who's the, the redhead in Anaconda? Eric Stoltz. Really? Okay. <laughs> Eric Stoltz. Uh, Gina, you and I just got done seeing this. Yeah. Do you remember? Uh, Gina, who I was do. the uh, actor that read with Kate Winslet before Leonardo DiCaprio? Matthew McConaughey. <gasps> oh, that would not have been good. It would have been a whole different movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 But Cameron really wanted Leo. Couldn't it be he from really... Wisconsin? No. Texas. <laughs> well, it's definitely one of those roles where when thinking about it, it's hard to think of anyone else that could replace either of those two. It's it's pretty cemented into pop culture now and the rest of history that no one could probably play it better, right? Well, yeah, I just wish that Leo didn't become such a jerk about it. He's not in any of the special bonus features. He won't do any reunions. He won't do any interviews. I guess he specifically tells people when he gets interviewed, do never bring up Titanic. You can talk about Basketball Diaries and what's in Gilbert Grape and Critters 4, but don't talk about <laughs> Titanic. And I found out why, and I want to know what your guys' opinion is. So Leo doesn't want to do anything with this movie because he was annoyed by the tween or the younger girl response he didn't want to be a teen romance idol in this movie he wanted to actually grow a beard he wanted to chew tobacco he wanted to have an eye patch he wanted to be like this rugged pirate and the studio said no you you're the man in the iron mask you're not doing this 
And he's just like, well, this is stupid and I'm congrats and I'm contractually obligated to do it, but I don't want anything to do with this movie after I do it. So Eric, I'll ask you first, just real quick. What do you think? Do you agree with Leo's assessment of what Jack should have been? Or do you think he was being a little too arrogant? Oh, I don't agree with what Jack should have been. You, this is most certainly two pretty people uh, falling for each other, and then other pretty people around them, i.e., Billy Zane, uh, looking in from afar. It that's just that's just what that is, flat out. I I think Leo's in the right to to have that though, but we also have hindsight. We can compare it to Daniel Radcliffe. We can compare it to. Robert Pattinson, we can compare it to any other child star, uh, uh, Ashton Kutcher, you know, anyone who's had that path, and we've seen that it doesn't usually work out for them. So for him to try to dodge it and get past it the best way he can, that's that's fine. I don't understand why you can have some sort of time limit passed on, you know, have like a 20-year thing pass, and you could do that's a good gap, right? That's a, that's a good chunk of time to unlock that box. Sure. Sarah, what do you say? Uh, so I was thinking um, actually about Kate Winslet when you brought that up because she said in interviews, she's gone back and watched it or watched parts of it and just cringes uh, because she was only 26 when this when she was acting in this. Leonardo was uh, 25. And she goes back and, you know, she was kind of a a new actress starting out and just looks back and goes, why did I make those choices? Um, And so I can see for Leonardo DiCaprio, who, again, is fairly young at this point, is coming off some smaller movies, um, gets into this, you know, wants to change his, um, his, his, I guess, status. uh, Yeah, his image. and I, I, I mean, 25 is not that old. Like, that's still a perfectly good time to be a heartthrob. Um, you know, he's got another 20 years before he gets to be the burly revenant guy. Um, so Those other I, two actors I mentioned, it seemed that they also wanted to do the art house independent film. They wanted to be the actor in the role. They don't want to be the blockbuster type that the Tom Cruise, the Will Smith, those types of, of people that the studio is asking them to be. So that was the rebellion maybe. And okay. Maybe that was his Leo's way of doing his, his Marshall Lynch, I guess, method of interviewing just saying that, Hey, I'm contractually supposed to be here. I'm not going to talk about anything you're going to ask of me. All right, fair enough. Well, I mean, like, okay, everybody who was listening as the show, this is the part where we start getting into every little thing. But, of course, with these Year of Love movies, we don't do that. We talk about the high points. We talk about the low points in no particular order. And I want to get this right off the bat. This is not the ending. But I want to talk about the movie overall. And this is not me playing a joke or a character. I truly believe this after seeing it for, like, the hundredth time. And Gina and I had a big debate about it. And I think that's why Gina wanted to be on the show. Billy Zane is pretty much not a jerk. Um, he is, he's Billy justified. Zane. What? No. He is justified for 90% of his reactions. Justified. What? 100%. All right, well, 
Jordan, present your case. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, and I want I want to hear Gina's opinion too on this. So this is my thing. I will I will present my case with with the ending of he goes complete bad guy when he starts shooting at the end. But until that point, he's not a bad guy. He is a man of his time. I'm not saying that is right, but he's a man of his time. He wants to marry Rose. He gives her the heart of the ocean. He even says when he puts it around her neck, why won't you give yourself to me, Rose? I am here giving you riches and trying to be with you, and I need you to open your heart to me. He doesn't say these words. Uh, but she just doesn't. She doesn't want to have anything to do with them, and she doesn't give him reasons why. Now, she tells the audience the reason why. She tells other characters why, but she never tells you know, Billy Zane, why? And, um, oh, okay, go ahead, Gina. go ahead. <laughs> she does, I mean, she literally writes it on the back. Of At the, the end. Picture. But she tells him, it doesn't matter when. And that she was also, like, that was also a bitchy move, too. Uh -huh. That was a bitchy move. But I'm just saying, like, okay, look, and I and I gave this argument to Gina, this was the big one, and I don't think that Gina disagreed with me, so this is why I'm glad she's on the show, where I said, think about this. I would be mad and flip over a table too if my fiance I find out is at a bar doing the Irish jig with God knows who else and she's not home with me, I'd be pretty upset with her actions too. And, and then, Gina, you said you agreed. No, I said yes. oh, I said there was witnesses, so it wasn't like she was alone in a pub with some guy. But also, he, what he said to her, basically, and I quote, is, I thought you would come to me that, that night. Meaning, he wanted to have sex with her. Yes. He, he says, yes, he says, my wife in practice, if not yet by law, so you will honor me. Right. And I understand, like, okay, you can honor your husband by, like, not being around another guy and at some party dancing with some other guy. I get that. There's that line or whatever. But that's not what he meant. And that's no. what we talked about, Jordan. And I don't agree with He wanted you. sex. That does, I don't think he wanted sex. He wanted you to come to me. Why don't you why aren't you with me? He why was off smoking cigars with the other men. Uh he was not ex expecting her to show up and talk, let's say. Uh he was expecting her in his bed doing her wifely soon to be wifely duties. Yes. And he was mad about that. I don't agree with that at all. I think that he legitimately cared because if he didn't care, guys, he gives her the heart of the ocean. No, he you buys it because he wants to show off his wealth because yeah. that's all he is. He's but wealth. you don't you don't buy Twitter for forty four billion on a LARF. And he the, put it on her neck for one second so he could mm -hmm. be like, Girl, I have money, let me spoil you. you at the very I mean? end of the movie. When she uh, is giving the synopsis of like what happened to everybody, she said, Cal invested in the stock market and lose, lost big when it crashed and then put a gun in his mouth. That man cared more about wealth than anything else. I'm not saying that he doesn't. I'm just saying that he's the villain of this movie and I get it. I'm just saying is that up until the point Did where he, he started, her? I think he loved her. I think he was frustrated because she wouldn't love him back. And he is a man of his time where he was used to getting whatever he wanted, either money or women, and he could not fathom why this woman wanted nothing to do with him. Rose is on this ship on a promise. 
because Rose's mom even says, we don't have any money. Mm -hmm. You have to marry Cal mm -hmm. because we're going to come to America poor. And Cal was like, hey, you know, I got tickets. Hey, you guys are going to go with me. We're going to start our life in America. Where's the dad? Is the dad dead? Yes. So it's like, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm watching the movie again for the, I don't know how many times. And I'm thinking to myself, besides the shooting, is Cal's actions justified? And I said he was bad. Do you remember this, honey? When oh. he had the diamond placed into Leo, I'm sorry. Oh, Jack's yeah. pocket. Mm -hmm. When he made that choice to blame Jack to get his, because nobody takes away his girl, you know. He okay. made that choice. That's when he became a really, truly bad guy because All right. frame uh, of the guy. Mm -hmm. yeah. So Eric, Eric the Libra is going to jump in. Please. Please, I was getting ready to ask. Eric, no, I just wanted feel? to hear. I just kind of wanted to hear everything. But I will ask one question after hearing both sides here. Uh, the situ the situation of the DeWitts. So the uh, so Father DeWitt dies, uh, leaving Rose and her mother kind of just open. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Presumably. How, how how do we know? Uh, where Cal come was was it like a setup? Is it just that we just? I don't know... think they ever say how they met. I just didn't know if we had any history of of them at all, or if it's mentioned to them. No history. It seems that through that engagement, she does not seem willing. So I am going to assume that it was maybe a pairing of status through maybe her mm -hmm. mom. Yeah, yeah so they're, they probably like run in the same. Marriage. Yeah, they probably run yeah. in the same social circles because they know the same people. Yeah, because uh, it, Rose is introduced as someone who does not like this life. Right inside, mm -hmm. she's screaming. Mm -hmm. I think that was the quote mm -hmm. that I remember. Yes. So automatically, uh, we know that uh, whatever world this is, she just hates. So as we're going off in, in everything you guys are comparing about well, Jack and, oh, uh, he did this and they did that and this is wrong and that's wrong. The alternative from the beginning is that Rose dies. Oh. Okay. So if, if Jack had not saved her, then she dies and Billy Zane would have been the good guy but he doesn't know he's a bad guy he's living in this world and he's playing by its rules as uh misogynist as they may be where the woman must be seen not heard and do this and that and the men must do this with other men and smoke this and drink that wait so why does you said that rose dies because she jumps off the ship she jumps or... off the ship she was she going to make... kill herself, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So anything... Eh, was she really... I mean, kind of was, Gina. I mean, like, she literally was on the back. Legs were over the railing. Mm. I mean, one slip, she was gone. Now, we have a but Schrodinger situation there, right? Like, right. It didn't... We don't know if it actually, actually would have happened because mm -hmm. it didn't actually happen. Maybe she was just calling for help and wanting... Somebody to react her her desperate cry for mm. attention, but that's I think that's a big thing to to note there as well is it's not Billy Zane's 
fault so much that he's living in this world. By uh, this movie, though, we're shown that his character already is just rotten. No, he does not know he's a villain. And no, he does not know... Uh, I, I think that his actions are wrong or maybe offensive at first. I think he does actually care about Rose. You're right, Jordan. Until um, it's become more apparent that his care is just material. It's not an actual an actual passionate love. It's that Rose is a prize, is another trophy of his, mm -hmm. another jewel. And we get to see that more later, later on. I think um, that's what we get to see. I don't know if it's not necessarily a classic villain, but it certainly does make him, I would actually say, the perfect villain. Right. No, yes. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to split hairs on it a little bit. I mean, I hear what everybody's saying. Eric, I'm going to agree with what, what you said. I mean, everything you said, I agree with, kind of. Like, he's, he doesn't see himself as the vis villain. He is a man of his time, but he does some shady things. But I think some of his reactions, especially in the beginning, especially with her with with him flipping the table over in anger i feel is justified that's fair yes mm -hmm. because i would be just as angry and i think either the women here sarah and gina i think you would be just upset if you found your men was now engaged in a place without you dancing having a gay old time i think you would be just upset too sure so i think it's justified by the way just for a quick um her reaction when he throws the table over and she gets really startled. That mm -hmm. is her real reaction. That was not in the script. He just did it because he thought it'd be good for the scene. Mm -hmm. So when she's trembling and frightened, we mm. get this. Love me some Billy uh, Zane. So um, before we get into more characters, I want to talk about something again. I don't know if anybody really wants to geek about it like I can. But one thing that I love about James Cameron films is that they always stand the test of time when it comes to the special effects. Mm -hmm. And you watch Terminator 2 in 1991. You watch it now in 2022. It looks just as good. It doesn't look bad. We've seen a lot of bad CG movies, Eric. We review tons of them. Mm -hmm. Again, this movie came out in 1997. I know a lot of the underwater shots when they're discovering the Titanic in the beginning is all miniature. But... There were a lot of times, some, not much, where you could, where you cannot tell CG, miniature, set. This movie looks great. What do you <laughs> see? Uh, what do you think, Eric? We, we watched Godzilla recently. <laughs> Godzilla yeah. 2000? Is that what it's mm -hmm. 90, 99? Yeah, right. with Matthew Broderick. Yeah. And when you talk about CGI... And bad 90s effects, I have to bring that one up. And just the marketing monster that it was. And then seeing it, it just... Oh, you just watch it sometimes. And just just look at that and just be like, this is what we thought. Like, we thought this was cool. Uh, this still looks great. Just uh, the size, the sheer uh, size of the boat is just great to look at. Uh, there is a fantastic shot, and I really appreciate them including this. When the boat is going down, he does a large, a big, large, wide pan way back. And mm -hmm. it's just the lights of the boat shooting off those flares into black, into abyss. Just the stars in the sky and them in 
just the faint echoes of everything and it was just such a a hauntingly beautiful shot and i i really that was one of those that just sucked me in and i i really appreciated james cameron for that or whoever made that shot whoever made that decision it was great no james cameron's great uh gina uh do you kind of share it with me i mean like do you feel that this still looks great even from 1997 or you're not going to geek out like us um, probably won't geek out, but yeah, I totally agree. Just the detail for everything, like spot on, totally believable. Can't believe it's a miniature. Um, compared to like what you said before, babe, about uh, Terminator Two, man, like it's just, um, it it doesn't take away anything from the film. Like it could be just released from theaters, you know? So, totally. I, I will mention one thing, that this movie, when we talk about CGI, it does have the benefit of being mostly at night. Mm. Which helps which helps hide a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, you can tell, clearly you could tell um, when she decides to leave Billy Zane for good, and she meets Jack at the front of the ship, and she does the whole "I think I'm flying" scene, right? Uh, you can tell that's clearly a, a, a set, clearly a soundstage, but they cut around it so good to where you don't really pay attention unless you're looking for it or you're a podcast host. Sarah, do you have anything else to add about the way the film looks, geeking out like us, or? I thought it looked great. Uh, I think I made a comment right at the beginning. Um when they are kind of flying over Titanic and you're getting all the little miniature people uh, CGI'd on deck and, and such. Um, that like, it still looks pretty good for it being 1997. Um, and then just in general, the look of the film, the costumes are amazing. I love watching the fashion of the women. Uh, one of my best or my favorite parts of the movie. One of the big hats. Uh, Gina, oh, yeah. do you want to share to them, because I say it all the time, uh, about the cool effect, and then we can move on, that James Cameron decided to do about below the ship and who he casted to play all the iron workers? Do you remember that? No, honey, I don't. I'm sorry. Okay, so in the bottom of the ship, where all the iron workers are, where they throw the coal. Oh, yeah, that they're midgets. They're all midgets, yeah. For yeah. perspective. I think it's a great idea. Purposes. They're all mentioned besides the close-up. You know, some of the ship floods and they're all running because you have like uh, you have like the watertight sealed doors coming down. You know, mm -hmm. those are all, um, I guess, average people. Size, just, yeah, like uh, like average people. But. Do you have all the trivia just on on deck here? Um, no. On? no, no, in his head, in his brain. <laughs> no, uh, this uh, again, like, guys. Behind the is, scenes, this, yeah. Yeah, guys, this is my favorite film. I mean. And this is something I always go back to and I and I thoroughly enjoy. And the reason why that I, that I thoroughly enjoy it is that I could watch this movie again and again. And I'm telling you, and I could be wrong, but I can't pick out any major flaws. Meaning that I can't pick an acting flaw that's really bad. Her mom, the acting. I mean, Gina, you even pointed it out when we watched the movie, her mom had these piercing eyes. Mm -hmm. that that never blinked at all and when and when rose says in monologue that my mom looked at him like she wanted to squash him like a bug i totally believe that because of the way she looked billy zane was great um his henchman who i always will remember as the main doctor in term and uh chain age minerals 2 the secret of ooze he was he was the doctor in that 
Um, uh, he was great. In David as well. Hines? David Haynes? Is that his name? Wait. Kathy Bates as the unsinkable oh. Molly Brown. Mm-hmm. Come on. Oh, yeah. I think I she's mean, my favorite as a second yeah. character. She's just overwhelming. She takes the screen. Like, she controls the screen scene. I mean, she's just, it's great. Yeah. I mean, there's a <laughs> one thing acting-wise that I see that's wrong. Uh, it's pretty, pretty solid. I don't see one thing wrong with these special effects. I mean, this is a movie where they're working with water. Everybody remember Spielberg said after Jaws in 75 that he'll never work with water again. And he hasn't. James Cameron made a sinking ship movie and it's amazing, right? It's just little things like that that I just really, really appreciate. Didn't James Cameron do the abyss? He did do the abyss. Yeah. But I'm saying Spielberg said he'll never work with water again. Oh, yeah, sure. Right. So, anyway, okay, so let's move on because I'm geeking. Somebody wants to say something? Somebody sounds like they want to say something. Uh, whatever it was, I, I forgot. Okay. All right, so let's go to the next step. Oh, you talked about CGA, uh, the perfect. Oh, yeah, there was something I wanted to bring up. There, The, the stars were incorrect. <laughs> How were the stars incorrect? You don't know about this? No, I don't. Tell <gasps> Go for it. Was it uh, Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson that mm-hmm. had said while watching the movie that the uh, the stars in the sky were incorrect? He noticed what as a constellation that would have been incorrect in the northern sky uh, at that uh, in April. Yep, when when Rose is laying on the the door or the the frame or whatever, and she looks up at the sc- the stars, he noticed that they were wrong, and so in the re-release they edited it. And now the stars are correct. That's so stupid. <laughs> Gina's laughing. Details. I know that laugh. That's so stupid. Gina even knows that's stupid. If the stars were correct, then maybe they were, the Titanic would never have hit the iceberg. <laughs> it ruined my experience, you know, right. watching those stars. Right. They were just fire. All right, so I was like, hey, wait, this movie's fake. <laughs> what are you talking about? So I want to talk screen. about <laughs> some other things we can talk about. I want to talk about uh, a fan theory. We'll talk about that because I want to talk no. about some other important scenes. I'm curious what Sarah and Eric have to say, Gina. I know, I know. that you're frustrated. You sleep <laughs> in the same bed as me. They don't. <laughs> so, and if you want to enlighten this, you can. I'm not talking long segments, but there's a big, huge fan theory. I'm not saying that I believe in it, but for Eric and Sarah, the fan theory is Jack Dawson's not real. Yes, Rose is dead. No, not dead. That this is all in her head to break away her chains and break away from Cal and her mom. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let's go with you first, Sarah. Um, I disagree. I And I think maybe that's just the romantic in me. I like to think that she found this person who brought out the best in her and made her believe in bigger things than herself. And he tragically died. Um, I think that just that makes me happier than thinking that it's it's sort of a mental escape. Eric, what about you? N- no, I feel like I don't even want to explain it because then it would entertain that that's actually Positive. a real theory. Yeah, that's okay. No, sorry to 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 be so. No, he Jack is. 
I mean, characters, other characters revolve around him, or, or influenced by him. They're... Fabrizio gets on the ship because of him. Yeah. And then dies, but, you know, gets on the ship. Well, okay, to be fair, the only bad, well, not the bad thing, but the only flaw in this movie is that her being the narrator as old Rose telling the story, she's doing a lot of third person talking here that she wasn't even part of <laughs> those scenes. So, unreliable narrator? Just ask it. Nobody else. I, I, okay. I feel like you could just make up conspiracy theories. Like, here's one that Rose is actually Fabrizio. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go with that. Okay, guys, so uh, we got to talk about it. It wouldn't be Titanic if we didn't talk about it. And I'm curious because I see this scene as a little bit of a different light than what I did when I was uh, 10, 11 years old. The drawing scene and the sex scene. So, wow, uh, Rose is, Kate Winslet is a gorgeous woman. Um, and the drawing, of course, that was done by James Cameron. He drew that picture. Um, and uh, we get the sex scene. So, uh, uh, Eric, will go with you first. Was this sex scene with the drawing and the sex in the car with the handprint, was that uh, earned for these characters? Did this something that needed to happen? Did we need to have boobies in this movie? I'm saying that as like a, I'm being facetious, but I mean, did we need that scene? Yeah, I mean, like, did we need to have it? Did we need to have a sex scene? Was this justified? I don't think you needed the sex. Uh, The drawing, like, the idea was was good on the drawing. It was her being vulnerable, her exposing herself, not just in the physical sense, but shedding that new skin. And there are so many different ways you can take these scenes and, and dissect them and and say that this is, you know, the part where she you know, she's shedding the the royal uh waspness off of uh, you know, the robes that's falling to the ground. You know, you could really paint a picture with that but that's really what i think it is the sex scene may just i don't know if it's i don't know if i I can find the right words for it it does seem like it's overdoing it but it maybe that's just because knowing now i can say like oh message was received from this part of it and that seemed a lot more intimate than the actual than the car thing than the the car sex and it also seemed weird that uh, the handprint stayed up as long as it did. Mm-hmm. I yeah, that was interesting. You not one again to to break down the the physics and mechanics of a movie, and I am not going to say that I am also a uh, car sex expert. So uh, and I do feel though that after that movie, that's probably ruined a lot of car windows. <laughs> it probably has. Now, um, Sarah, before I get into uh, the same question for you, I guess to add on it, is I actually f- didn't feel that the sex scene as well was justified, um, meaning that it didn't need to be seen. We already saw everything we needed, right? I mean, like, I mean, like we saw TNA, mm-hmm. I guess. I, I am curious. I, actually, you know, kind of for me, like the bigger question, it's just for my own personal, personal question, is how the hell did James Cameron even get a PG-13 rating for this is just shocking because there are three shots of breast in a PG-13 movie. I couldn't believe it. No F-bombs, no blood. 
Does it I count was... that most of them are drawings? No, they were hers, right? I mean, okay, Sarah, that's, what do you that's feel? That's art. Yeah. Is that artistic. why it's art? It's artistic. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Okay, Sarah, what do you think? Um, so I've always kind of, I guess, questioned the scene. Uh, so Rose says at the beginning that she's 17 years old. Uh, we can maybe assume Jack is roughly Same that age. age. Yeah. Roughly. Uh, they're doing it in the car. Um, I had mentioned earlier that it felt like, you know, Cal saying, you're my wife in practice, if not already, makes me think that they have slept together before. But then they're in the car. They're sort of having this moment. Leonardo DiCaprio, excuse me, Jack, is on top of her. And she says, you know, you're trembling, which makes me kind of have that feeling like, in other movies or books, that's sort of like the the lost virginity kind of thing. Um, and so that scene, I guess, I didn't need. I would have been perfectly happy if we just had the naked picture, the naked drawing, um, and didn't need the, the car sex. Um, okay. All it did was get them, you know, down into the belly of the ship to be running around, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, but wait, if, as far as conspiracy theories go, that would open it up for any kid that Rose has to potentially be Jack Dawson's, right? No. Why not? She wasn't pregnant. She didn't hint at all that she was pregnant. She would have said that in her story. She has and not... children, She did obviously. have kids afterwards, but I she think had, that yeah. she... They said that she went on to be an actress. They never said, you know, she got pregnant... Uh, and then she became an actress and wait, did all wait, these, you know. No, wait, we looked it up, or I looked it up, and it said that one of the things that she promised to do was do something Name. while pregnant. What? It what? Was, it was... Uh, she, she was going to take, Jack said something about, like, walking on a beach with a horse. She was going to ride a horse. Yeah. Uh, she was going to ride a horse, not side saddle. Um, yeah, he was going to take her to the wherever. I don't remember. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look it up. Mm -hmm. I do not believe that she that any of her children were Jacks. Although in the like the wiki, it does say something about presumably she named one of her children Zach or Jack. I'm like that's that's a reach. Yeah, that's kind of a reach. Also, when she calls herself Dawson, um, uh, traveling went traveling while pregnant. That's from the James Cameron Titanic fandom wiki. Rose DeWitt, uh, was it Boudicker? Bucater. Boudicker. Bucater. 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 Tomato. Tomato. Okay, so we get into the big scene. So we talked about the sex scene. We talked about, you know, boobs and all this stuff. Billy Zane. We talked about Leo. We talked about everybody. About the fact that the ship hits the iceberg. Now, this is interesting. Uh, I told myself that I will not go into historical fact geekdom, so I will not do that. The only time I'll do that is a very short segment, which will be now, where it is historical fact that they brought everything on board in real life besides binoculars. <laughs> they even say that in the movie after the, the iceberg. He's like, where's the binoculars? We don't have any, sir. Um... Huge iceberg, very dramatic, uh, really great scene within this iceberg. You think that they're going to get away. You think, you don't know why. You know how this movie is supposed to end, right? 
it's like, oh my God, they're not going to hit this. They're not going to, oh my God, they're going to get away. And no, they don't. Uh, and this ship starts to sink fast. It sinks two hours and 40 minutes after it hit the iceberg. And Gene and I looked this up too. They were 160 minutes away from the New York coast. Yeah, I read something that if they had actually just hit it straight on, the front might have crumpled, but they actually could have limped into New York Harbor and everybody right. would have lived. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just, and the architect said something about that too, about like if only four of the bears filled, then they could have been mm-hmm. okay. But because right. the fifth one, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. And and this, this is where Sarah said, I believe it was you, Sarah, that we get a whole different movie. The romance is over with. Now we get action, film, drama, some horrific scenes. We get Kate Winslet, starts the movie Mousy, unsure of herself. And now what she's doing, she's going in cold water, wielding axes. Spitting in people's faces. Yes, this whole action scene is great. Eric, do you share share the same enthusiasm with the sinking of the ship here? Oh, as yeah. I she's, she's getting it done, and it... It is real fun to watch this ship go down. The the different stages of it just getting deeper and deeper and the panic levels getting getting higher and higher. It was a wonderful experience to, to go through and just... Uh, there's just something about being a voyeur through that. Even when it really starts to... Uh, like when it starts to break in half... And starts to go down and, and bob up and down, and everyone on the deck is is scrambling to just hold on to anything. Uh, that is just, yeah, one of the best scenes. It's uh, it's almost, it's the things that you go back to watch. Absolutely, I, I actually find myself watching the sinking more than the other half. Remember, we all probably have seen or owned the VHS copy of this, where it came mm-hmm. in two cassette tapes, right? Yep. Well, I always watched the second one because that was the action. Um, again, miniature CG. They filmed this in a tank. I can't tell. Looks really good. Um, one of the things that I found annoying, and I think Gina, you pointed this out. Maybe I dreamt it, but I, I but I found that you got annoyed, and I got annoyed because they were on the top of the ship, then they're at the bottom. They're in the middle, they're in the bottom. They're in the top. Mm. They kept on going up and down, up and down, right? Didn't you get annoyed by that? Yes. Like, I understand this conflict, okay? But, like, you just saved him. You just yielded that axe and saved the love of your life only to, you know, get into a boat, jump in as the boat was going, the lifeboat was going down and back and then getting shot at. You know, I mean, it's just... You she jump, I gonna, jump. You know, annoying. man, up and down, up and down. <laughs> Bullshit yeah. on the women and children first. By the way, I'm just saying. Well, back then there was a bit more no. No, nobility so, and honor they went into it, right? There or, was not. Oh, uh, in Fuck real that. life, like <laughs> one half, uh, one side of the boat or one side of the ship was taking mostly men. Um, I re- I can't remember where I read that. I think it was when we were talking about starboard versus port. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Good but yeah, <laughs> it wasn't just, uh, I, I'm looking for the article because it was interesting because I thought the same thing. Um, and children yeah, when, it, when it comes to life or death, it, it rules out the window, I, I would say. 
Especially I mean, in, a, like, in a panic yeah. like that when you get the the herd uh, mentality there. Oh, I mean, like, I mean, like families, right? I mean, like, oh my god, you know, being a father myself and being a father of a daughter, the scene that just tore my heart up is when mm -hmm. the two younger girls were with the mom, and he's like, "Daddy, be with you soon in a little while." In a little while, I'll be there. And it's like, motherfucker, no, you're not. And it's just like, oh, God. Like, no, be with your girls. Like, that is such a stupid rule. I hated that. I always hated that. Women and children first. That's nonsense. Um, the ridiculous. dad did everything he could to save his girls. You know what I mean? Yeah. He told them what they needed to hear to it's, get them on the boat. And that's why it's heartbreaking. That's why it's heartbreaking. Because, because don't you as the wife and also the daughters of the dad. I mean, don't you all want to be together? Yeah. I, Screw proper. You, you're going you want what's best for your family. Well, yeah. It's most likely going to save you children. There are a lot of well, parts. Well, I know where I stand. That were, <laughs> that were heartbreaking. And a lot of parts that were, I will call BS too. One is when the first time the boat went up and they were on holding onto the back railing of it. And then oh. it, it plunges down after it, it, breaks off mm -hmm. successfully or not so successfully and it, it crashes back down into the water uh sucks for those people underneath by the way who get hit by the propeller uh actually probably good on you for getting such a yeah. quick and clean death there uh after all that tragedy but to hold on still after that thing comes down that's where i call bs that's gotta be just an enormous force oh yeah oh, oh yeah i mean like it's it's uh it's 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 getting fantastical but some of it is not necessarily made up uh the guy in all white that mm -hmm. kept on looking at rose at the end that guy's a famous guy it's documented that guy actually rode the ship all the way down just like in the movie he was the baker oh in real life mm -hmm. we, we kind of looked that up actually right he was he was the baker uh the old couple who always breaks your heart the old couple yeah. that were laying in bed where the water was coming in mm-hmm those were the Macy's, mm -hmm. right? Very popular family at the time. And uh, for the alien fans out there, the Irish redhead woman that was reading the book to her children, that was Vasquez in Aliens. And she's also the foster mother of uh, uh, Edward Furlong's character, John Connor in Terminator 2. James Cameron mm -hmm. likes to redo people. But yeah, that's Vasquez. Nice. An, an Irish woman is playing Mexican woman in Aliens, and she says, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's Vasquez. All right. Uh, again, uh, ships splitting in half. I never knew that happened until I saw this movie. That was great. Uh, another thing that's heartbreaking is the ship is gone, right? Ship is gone. Well, should we talk about Billy Zane here? Smart and slimy, before mm -hmm. we get into the actual ending, like, Mm -hmm. Smart, meaning that he sees a little girl crying. Her, 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 her family's left her. We don't know what's going on. He picks her up eventually and says, wait, I have a child. He saves himself and this child. We see that child later on in the ending montage. So slimy and smart. Gina, is he justified in doing that? I don't know what to say, honey. <laughs> People do desperate things at desperate times, and he saved that little girl's life. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, so like, I mean, he could have just taken the little girl and put her in the boat and been a good person. Yeah, um, but he's not. <laughs> instead, he got in the boat with her because I'm, I'm her only family. Like, you are obviously not her father. Right. Look at I the way you same, two are dressed. Same thing. Mm -hmm. 
Eric, tell me you would have done the same thing as 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 Billy Zane. I would have. Stop it. Don't lie. I I would have been to be honest. I thought about just like all right. So if you if you're third class, how are you getting on that boat? <laughs> uh, I the way that it was going, I might have been the one to wait on the lower deck for the boat to drop, and then I would just mm-hmm. jump on it. Oh, smart idea. Okay, yeah, that's what people were trying to do. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a that point. seems a bit more, you know, you know, my speed there. I, you know what's what's you know, but then but there's the other thing is that the you had the uh, the attendees on there who were threatening, right? The the passengers that were on the, the lifeboat, some some of them, mm-hmm. or that was to go yeah. back, maybe. Yeah, yes, that sir. was as the boat was sinking. Molly Brown uh, very famously said, "We have to go back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have to get those people." And there were actual. Um, staff members who were like no we were not doing that um and left everybody to die uh mr murdoch the the Mm -hmm. uh the gentleman who was what uh uh the guy who shot the the people Mm. right Mm -hmm. uh that guy was a real guy and the family sued james cameron Mm -hmm. and won because those events never happened. Actually, Mr. Murdoch was actually documented as a real hero and sacrificed his life to save as many people as he could. Uh, he never shot anybody. Mm. So the family sued uh, James Cameron for that. But it's a movie. Yeah. I don't really think suing is is the best part. Um, I will say one. there is one scene that I can definitely see myself in. I'm sure all three of you especially you, sweetheart. Uh, Gina, know me very well that I would do this. I see myself as Leonardo DiCaprio where <laughs> they're in the... Not literally. Of course but, you do. <laughs> but I see myself as him in this one scene only because I'm not as magical as him, right? I mean, I don't have those luscious eyes. But anyway, um, I, I, I see myself... Eric, I actually see you doing it too, bud. Uh, they're, they're climbing up from the bottom of the ship again. The gates locked. You got the workers. They're like, you can't go through here. And then he doesn't say anything. He just finds the next thing he can as a battery ram, takes the bench off, leads the ramming, and gets it in through. I mean, like, I could totally see myself doing that. Gina, I'm sure you agree. Yes. Right? Yeah. No, no, yeah. I ain't going to sit here for this crap. We're going to go. Eric, you do yeah. the same thing, right? There, like, there's nope. a limit. And You're blocking my writing. Yeah. If, if, if it gets to me in the life, you look out. I know I may not do much. Yeah, I'll do my best. Right. I mean, I guess just something I just thought about. Um, before the end, end, you know, we get the big, um, the big sinking moments. Right. We get the captain going down the ship, very heartbreaking. Um, we get the grand staircase getting flooded. Oh, we'll talk about a set, everybody. That was a set. You know, they did that twelve times. Twelve times they flooded that air, the the uh, the the the, uh, the grandstand. Wow! The grandstand cares. I mean, it just wow, just really great. Just think about because water is not predictable, right? So to like get it perfect, it's great. Um, also, I find it funny in the movie, uh, funny kind of a macabre way uh, that a gentleman, just a random gentleman, was like. Sir, put your life vest on. He's like, no, we were going to, we're dressing our best and we're going to go as gentlemen, but I would like to have a brandy. 
It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? It's just, it's just ridiculous. Uh, so anyway, so we get the big sinking. They go down. Vortex pulls them out. We get 1,500 people clamming for life in a frozen, frozen ocean. Eventually, we get some heartbreaking scenes of dummies. Those are some good dummies, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Those looked legit, especially the mother holding the child. That's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we should go over the, mis- uh, the Mythbusters thing, right? I mean, like, everybody I mean, knows. I think everybody has very strong opinions about it. Jordan, what is your opinion? I think it's a metaphor. Not literally meaning that he wasn't there kind of metaphor, you know? But I think it was just a metaphor that he is what she needed to become the woman that she's going to eventually become for the rest of her life. And I think that he just knew that his time and her life was over with. He did what he needed to do. He knew that he was going to have a life with her. He even said, I only have 10 bucks in my pocket, which I think in 1912 was a lot of money. Um, So he has nothing to offer her, right? And he, nothing of him actually existed, right? He didn't have social security number. He didn't, I mean, there was no record of Jack No, Dawson. it was no record of Jack Dawson on, on the, the ship. ship. Yeah, on the ship, I apologize, right? So, I mean, like, it, it's, it's, he is what she, you know what he is? He is a very, very good summer romance that will never be forgotten that she needed in a very short period of time. <laughs> so he wasn't Noah, but he was like Noah for the summer. He was Noah for the week for, for four the, days. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I would say that she had a better love affair than Rachel McAdams did with Noah. Wash <sighs> your mouth. We'll talk about that when we get to that in the <laughs> no. future. So, okay, Gina, what do you think? I mean, like, I mean, like, do you think him not getting on the door was that metaphor? Do you agree with what I'm saying? What do you feel? Um, I agree that he served his part, meaning that he helped her become the woman that she needed to be to survive this tragedy, to to survive life not as a, a lady or a princess or whatever she ought to be. And um, so that retrospect, like what life would have been if he did survive, you know, that's a whole nother movie, whole nother chapter. Maybe that's Titanic 2.5 or something. Um, but yeah, like he, it's sweet. It's endearing. It adds more to the tragic events. You have to lose something to actually, you know, gain something kind of concept. So who knows? Uh, Eric, what do you feel? Do you agree with my metaphor, or do you have something else? The morals of the story, everyone, uh, of course, after we've seen this movie however many times, is that women use men for their own gain, (laughs) and rich people always win. (laughs) I actually agree with Eric. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Eric, you know women see movies like... More than men do. Also, <laughs> Billy Zane okay, so let's, let's be honest. Who's was born with eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, Eric. Oh, that was awesome. That. You should be proud of yourself, no. Eric. End of show. Have a good night. Listen, like, wow. Uh, jokingly that aside, that ending scene of the panic in the water is I can forgive my pun, is chilling. It, it, it scares me just to think about that, of people pulling you under 
water just grasping for anything and having it not really matter anyway because you're going to die in a few minutes from the mm -hmm. from the hypothermia it, it's just crazy but they swam out away so try to get away from all all of that um oh and then the undertow was another thing too uh from mm -hmm. the boat it, all of those details really were were well done uh her getting on the boat um I'm not going to get into that. It's just, it, it's fine. I think it's, it's, it's true to Jack's character and she's just in a panic and she just trusts him completely. He says, get on the door again. I think that just shows more to him rather than it being any sort of metaphor for anything. I think it's just, it's okay. just a character thing. Sarah, uh, same question. I guess we'll end it with that with you. Do you agree with my metaphor about the door? Or do you have something else? So I've always said that, yes, Jack could have fit on the door, but he would have pushed the door down far enough that both of them would have been in the water and they both would have died. He knew that and he knew that she probably was going to have a better life than he was because he's penniless, you know, et cetera. Um, and he gave up his life for her. Uh, which I think is very noble. It's uh, for this kind of story, for a romance uh, kind of story. Um, I don't think it has has a much deeper meaning than that. Um, and so I think it's, I don't know, it's it's just a, he could have fit on the door, guys. But he would have, they both would have died. And so he was willing to sacrifice himself for her. Yeah, all okay. right, well. Well, then we get the big reveal, you know, that uh, they cannot find the heart of the ocean. Bill Paxton, modern day at the time, they're pirates. I believe they're like legal pirates, but pirates, right? Uh, right? They're like legal pirates? They're commissioned, did, right? right? Jordan, didn't right. you say something about that the other people on the shift were actual oceanographers? Yeah, I know. Thank you so much, Gina. So, <laughs> uh, the, uh, so the bigger guy with the beard mm -hmm. uh, in the modern day stuff, he's not an actor. Uh, he never was and never has since. He's an actual world oceanographer that went down with uh, James Cameron when they first did this stuff. Everybody besides Bill Paxton uh, are oceanographers. That's cool. That's cool. So that's it's, kind of cool. And the guy with the beard is absolutely hilarious. He should be an actor. He mm -hmm. should be great at, he'd be great in like B-horror films. Like he's know? a comic relief. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's, he'd, be the, he'd, be like, he'd be like that guy in B-horror films. Great career. Mm -hmm. But well, anyway. Captain Spaulding. Yeah, he'd just be fun. So, uh, to, so before we get our popcorn ratings, we always did the big reveal, of course. And the big reveal is, well, Rose, dun, dun, dun. Has, had the, the, Rose has had the heart of the ocean this entire time because, uh, you know, because Billy Zane put it in her pocket. And she didn't sell it. She didn't pawn it. She, didn't, she just kept it. She her, didn't want to be tied to his money in any way. Oh, bull crap. Sell it. That I want to know what happened to her engagement ring because she was wearing it. Maybe she took it off when she got naked. Ooh. Oh, that's a good point. Okay, Sarah, I'll ask you first because we're going over here. She goes on the on the edge of the ship. She has the heart of the ocean. She looks at it. She smiles. She makes a little old granny sound. Ah! Drops it in the water. Gone. <laughs> now, that was, to me, to me, that was a B move, right? But then here's your theory. The next shot is she's lying in bed with all of her pictures. Sarah, is Rose dead? 
Yes. No, no body, no death. Eric knows at that. At the very end, yes. We, I think I my theory. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think it was dumb that she threw the necklace overboard. I think she could have told the story, um, given the necklace to Bill Paxton. And then, yeah, I think she has, she said she had never told this story. She's never told anybody about Jack. She tells everybody about this story. She reveals that she has the heart of the ocean. She can finally, this weight has been lifted and she goes to sleep. She's a hundred and like five years old. She goes to sleep and she peacefully passes away among all of her pictures. And there she is with all of her friends from Titanic. I disagree. Okay, Gina. Is she yes. dead or yes. is she not? She she peacefully dies in her sleep mm-hmm. at an old age, just like she promised Jack mm-hmm. while he drowned, well, froze to death in the ocean. I mean, it is clear as day. Jack predicted it. He That's yeah. what she promised when she said she would never let go. You I want know. you to die an old lady in your bed. And so hu- she does. Jordan, is this, the, is this the perfect yes. yeah. the movie? Is this the perfect movie? Uh, the ending, which is on YouTube, the actual ending. I'm, I'm asking is, you a question. No, yeah, no, it's not because it's the actual deleted scene that Cameron wanted. No, we uh, don't want to talk the, about that deleted scene. Ignore okay. that one. That one's even worse. Okay. The Bill Paxton mm-hmm. thing. We all know. You know the deleted scene? It's that terrible. deleted scene. Oh, whatever. Yes, okay. yes. Uh, but no, she's not dead. She is dead. In order for this movie to, to, I think, be a complete movie, she needs to die. It tells the story. Although I do agree that she, it would be better told if she were to give the, the, the heart of the ocean to Bill Paxton or anyone on that ship or her daughter, and then they can, yeah. her daughter and Bill Paxton can have a thing, smoke yeah. a cigar oh, yeah. or something together, if you want to <laughs> do that, you know, because that could signify that you know that it's passing love along if you wanted to i like that a bit uh i like that her piece with it is her passing that jewel off telling her story in her knowing that uh it will get told the story will be passed along for everyone to share because they all stayed they all listened to it they were all saddened and affected by it so yeah no a bad move uh she should have given that to her granddaughter that's or a bad something. move but, jordan yeah. Bad move. You're a bad, bad move, move all. Well, you know, here we yeah. Okay, let's get into our popcorn ratings for Titanic. It's a no shocker. I'm going to give it so. Where can I be without doing what the Titanic has taught me? Women and children first. Men are always last. So, Gina, we'll go with you first since you sleep next to me and I love you. <laughs> what is your popcorn rating for Titanic? Um, I will give it a large bag. Oh, thank you. Right, that's God. the high. That's like the three choices, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. large bag. Okay, um, I'm giving it a large bag because it doesn't seem to offer like everything. If you want the drama, romance, th- thriller, like action, I mean, it has it all for everybody. Um, it is disappointing that it is three hours long and that you have to put in that second VHS tape to conclude this epic adventure, but at least it allows time for intermission and potty breaks. Now, um, it holds up against time um, from like what we talked about, the costumes and the CGI and uh, just alone. Um, 
you can watch it at, like any point in time and still be impressed with it. So, um, and I think it's just an enjoyable film in pieces, <laughs> meaning you have to watch it in pieces. So, <laughs> yes, honey, it's a large bag. A large bag for Gina. Sarah, what is your popcorn rating for Titanic? Uh, I'm also going to give it a large bag. Um, I This is a movie that... I have a lot of memories of. I remember going to see it. I remember who I was with. Like, I, I just have a lot of memories that way. I remember we were driving to Minnesota in my uncle's van to a family reunion, and that was the one video that we brought with us to watch on the little, like, six-inch TV screen. Um, it's just, there's a lot tied up in this this movie. And then... Um, uh, for the the history buffs um, and travelers, if you ever get a chance to go to Belfast, Ireland, uh, make sure you, that you go to the Titanic exhibit, um, the Titanic experience. It's really fantastic. The architecture is super yeah. cool, um, but it looks out over the shipyard where the Titanic was actually built. Um, and then if you look just a little bit to your right, you see the soundstage that Game of Thrones was shot on Ooh. all in Belfast. Um, so highly recommend, really fantastic. Um, and uh, the movie was was very good too. So large bag for me. Also, if you don't want to leave the United States, you can go to Gatlinburg, Tennessee and go to the Titanic Museum. Don't ask me why it's in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, but it is. <laughs> or you so. can go to Dublin and then you can, or uh, Belfast and then you can, you can, you can get a Guinness, you can get mm -hmm. some, oh, you get all the good stuff. I can get really? a Guinness in the States. <laughs> the real experience. Um, Okay, so uh, for me, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely, definitely a large bag. Like I said, this is my favorite film. Why this is my favorite film? I never wanted it to be my favorite film. Um, when mm -hmm. I first saw this, I was, I was captivated by it at such a young age just because of how grand it was. Uh, it was more grand than uh, Jurassic Park for me. I just was really en enthralled by the costumes, the ship, the story, you know, because I didn't know the story. I know that the ship sank, but I don't know how or why. So, um, and then I got older. Oh, I don't want to, oh, that's a romance. That's a Leo movie, you know? And then as I get older and older and I keep on going back to this, I'm just realizing I don't hate anything about this movie. Like if I were to make a movie, this would be my opus, right? I mean, this would be, this would be my film. Like this would be great. Um, I will say the reason why also I'm giving it a large bag and I'm not trying to talk out of my rear end here but with it being 2022 i'm trying to think and maybe you guys can help me i can't think of the last time we had a great big grand hollywood epic as on the scale of this i mean really i can't think of anything that even comes close to this so I could uh, guess. Harry Potter came out after this. Lord of the Rings came out mm -hmm. after this. Um, none of these. None of those got eleven. Nineteen seventeen. Um, none of these. None of those got eleven Oscar. I mean, like, look, we all Avatar. Have I, I, nope. I'm pretty sure Lord of the Rings got a bunch. Mm -hmm. Not eleven. Did he get like nine I mean, or I'm, nine or thirteen? Or I'm just saying, like, it's just something that's just kind of interesting to me because this thing was advertised as eleven. We have our opinions about the Oscars, but. 11. It's a big deal. Hugo won a bunch. Yeah, <laughs> it did. But I just, I just, I just sit here and just think about it. So without it going on any longer, 
Um, Large Lord, bag. The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King also won 11 Oscars, and so did Ben-Hur in 1959. Boom. So it tied. Tied. Okay. Nothing uh, has done more than that, but there are three in first place. So right now we got three large bags. We hope Eric continues this trend. So Eric, what is your popcorn rating for Titanic? I mean, of course, the movie holds up. I was watching it with adult eyes, just fascinated by the 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 history of it, like like a like an actual dead wood. You know, it just seems like one of those. I might as well just be wearing the New Balances. Just like, oh, look at the history of this. <laughs> Tuck that polo shirt into those khakis, buddy. Gather around, everybody. Look at this. This actually, oh, this is what they did back then. Look at that. Uh, it's a large for all the obvious reasons. Um, I'll just be repeating everything if I say it. Uh, I'm not a fan of the runtime, but watching it in bits worked out. It, it, it really did. And I think that might be the, the plan here on out, just do, doing it in like hour bits or like 45 minutes, if you know, in, in chunks. Seems to be uh, a pretty good way of doing that. Watch tape one, one night. Mm-hmm. Watch tape two the second night. Yeah. yeah. Large bag across the board. I'm really excited. This is the first time so far in our year of love retrospective that all of us agree on a large bag. Uh, next week, I'm even more excited. We never announce what the movie is, just in case of scheduling. But if everything goes the way we plan it to, we even have another great romance coming our way my second favorite romance film of all time so we'll see what happens with that i believe you can write in it people will call it maybe a notebook if you will well it wasn't as good as the last one that i did was it no yeah they'll be scratching their noggins man for sure that was that was was (laughs) they're never gonna guess it (laughs) but like always uh, everybody who's continuing to listen to this uh special episode here of the couples episode i guess i would say Thank you so much for joining us. Check us out at MovieGuysPodcast at Poppy.com, on Twitter, on any social media platform we are on, and also wherever you get your podcast from, we are on. Sarah's laughing at me. Nope. And I don't know. Oh, that was Eric? Who's laughing? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Good Just night. download. We appreciate it. Gina, Eric, yes, Sarah, fine. thank you so much for joining me. And we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night. <laughs>